0: Something You Already Know podcast I'm your host Ryan It has been a while I haven't published any new episode of my podcast Well, the main reason was I tried to um, Looking for something new to say to you And I know during 3 months since the last episode We have a lot of things happen around us the most serious thing ever that the Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. And it happened on June 24th. It was also the day I traveled back to Vietnam to visit my family after seven years. Well, I plan to come back in 2020, but as you know, we got the COVID-19 pandemic so everything stopped and it's delayed until 2022 I can come back finally Um, seven years wow this it had been a long time this time I come back uh, you know everything changed everything is new my hometown Haiphong has completely like. You know, I must say I was really really surprised by how it can change so quickly, only 7 years. It's not such a long time. As you know like, of course like many of you don't know about Vietnam, but I live in Vietnam for like 15 years. So I know it grows really slow during the time I was there. I'm sorry if I say this, maybe I might offend my hometown, but it was poor at that time. And, like I said, it wear new clothes right now, and it never stops growing, and that's a good sign, you know, when I can see Vietnam, like that. So in today's episode, um, I talked... I will talk about something happened to me in Vietnam, and I want to share with you today, maybe many of you, if you're listening to this podcast episode, you might be related to what I'm going through right now, a subject that we all know, and we, maybe some of us don't know what to do or find a, uh, the best solution for this topic. Um, I'm talking about the um, daddy issue. Right? Many of us have a daddy issue. We cannot really get close to our dad because of some reasons. Maybe it's because of him or maybe it's because of us So today I will tell my story And then you will church You will be the church to take care of this for me <laughs> I, I cannot find another word for the word take care of uh, Maybe give me some of your ideas What should I do with my dad? Some opinions what should, um, Tell me what to do or at least tell him what to do okay and I may tell him to change and maybe it's it's the best for both of us you know so today's topic is I hate my dad until right now I have not forgiven him for what he did in the past because inside me like there's no place for him you know and suddenly he he came back at all this year and he said he wants to make that up for me make up for me when I am 22 years old right now do you think it's kind of late for him to do that okay I will stop uh, bubbling about this i'm going to tell the story the road for me uh, the road that coming to the um, realizing i hate my dad so much um, it happened in uh, one summer evening in 2009 i was only nine years old no i was eight i was eight because it was summer and birthday was in November Yeah, so I was 8 Almost 9 I was um, watching TV In my mother's room My mom suddenly rushed in And told me to go to the next room Which is uh, A com- computer room It used to be my dad's office Over there He um, used to teach Students over there And I asked her Why? but she didn't answer I follow what my mom said she turned off the TV and the light in the bedroom then she walked into that room with me and she locked the door and in just a moment I heard a bang on the gate of my house following that there was scream and yelling from many people at the same time they cursing they kept banging on the door and in the in a moment, my mom embraced me tight and smoothed my hair. I asked my mom who they were and she only said they were my father's student. Of course, like in the mind of a child like me, I have no choice but to believe in my mom because I don't know anything at that time, you know. So innocent. Uh, um, my next door neighbor was a police officer and she heard that and she's coming out of the house and she tells those people to stop making noise and go home and of course they did because she said she's a police officer later on I know that my mom texts her to to help her at that and I'm forever grateful for what she did at that time she protected me and my mom in the house especially I was really really young at that time so return to my mom For the first time ever, and I say for the first time, I saw my mom crying. I can see her tear, And just like that, her image, the image of her crying has been haunting me since that day until right now. I cannot get that image out of my mind. When I grew up, after I found out the truth about my dad, I hate, him. I hate him so, so much, you know, because of what he did, the sin he ever committed. I, I think, like, I'm using the word hate into lie. Despair. Despair is a correct word with him for him I despair him with what he did to me to my mom and the whole family you know what he did? he gambled he addicted to that you know he never he doesn't know when to stop and how to stop he you know put my family in the big big debt he sold everything away he took all my mother's saving money to like to complete his desire my whole family had to pay off the high debt for him you know I remember there's something my mom told me and I will never forget she has um, a jewelry box, and he has the ring inside that. The ring is very precious to her. And um, he took all the jewelry away, including that ring. And he know deeply inside how meaningful that ring is to her, but he didn't care. And he even um, borrowed money from the neighborhood. Who is like not too rich? Her family is in the difficult condition, and she and he bought. Um, he borrowed. I think over. F- well, if I exchange into the dollar, it would be not a lot. Like uh, seven hundred dollar, uh, seven hundred dollar, something like that. But if you exchange into the Vietnamese currency, it would be that would be a lot with a family like like her. And he even used the reputation of, a family, my, of one of my family members to borrow more money. And just like that, it's added up, added up, added up, added up into a huge, huge debt. And I'm asking myself, what if my family is not that rich? My family is not like loving him? And help him to pay off the debt, will he still be alive until today? One thing you should know the Vietnamese gangster, (laughs) they are really, really cruel. If you cannot pay the money, they will cut off a body part on the body, and no one, even the authorities, can do it. That's happened uh, many years ago. Now things are over. He's no longer gambling. I thank God for that. Um, like I said, my, my family is still welcoming, welcome him back and consider him as a family member. They did not like, you know, make him go away. He's like working right now really hard in another city. That's what my family View about my father but not with me I know, I know it would be cruel when I say this with me like he had died a long time ago and the image of him inside me had turned into ashes right now no matter how much he tried to, view, to feel the void inside my heart or make up, uh, make up, make up to me it would be never enough you know because inside me there's no place for my dad calling him my dad is I believe is a way of salvation for him to save his soul to make him realize yes at least I can still call him my dad So um this time I come back to Vietnam I visit my family. I'm so proud of myself because this time I come back the first time also the time that I become a US citizen. Yes, a US citizen after six um six years because I got it uh, this year, seven years, seven years will be this this year. Okay. Um, I have the passport in my hand, and arrogantly walked through the Vietnam Vietnam security gate as an American. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Um, I miss my family so much. You know, especially my grandparents. I saw them, barely every day, through the uh, FaceTime. I wish I I can be there with them, you know. Um, I re I must say I really enjoy every trip, every food, and the love, the hospitality that everyone around have given me. They even like ask for some day off to take me uh, going around the cities, go to the this place and that place, make make memories, you know. But with me, the most precious moment was spending time with my grandparents. I returned to the days that I used to be there with them before I came to the US. About my grandparents, you must know that they love me with all their heart. My grandfather took care of me when I was a little boy. A A little, not a little boy, like when I was an infant. And this is a story you was um uh, thing is this like unbelievable but you had to believe in this he got um the lung cancer and at that time the doctor said he only can live like for a few months and then uh you know he, he, he will pass away but strangely he lived and I, I consider that was the most a miracle, a miracle seriously. And the time he recovered from the the cancer and well he suddenly the, the tumor inside his lung is no long longer like expand. it just stay there. And people think that. He, because he drink a lot of uh, uh, I, I don't know what to say in uh, in English but like let's say v- Vietnamese drink okay Vietnamese traditional drinks is made from natural ingredients like some leaf uh, pineapple leaf or some um, other leaf that's only growing in Vietnam something like that you know and the day I was born it was also the day he recover. Everyone in the family uh, always say this, like, uh, you know, we how long, uh, you know, what what they say again? Let me let me try to translate into English. In um, you know how many? Uh, he said, how many years we live in this? Uh, how many years we live is how many years. My grandfather lived with me, you know. And that made me um, love him even more, you know i'm I'm very grateful f- with what he he did to me. He took me to school every day in his old Honda Dream motorbike even on rainy days or weekends and wait for me every time after school. He even like, he doesn't, he didn't go home after he take me there. He bring, he brought the newspaper and he just sat in the, in, in the coffee shop near that or in the park near, near that and read the newspaper until I, I finished. I finished my, my school. Um, he taught me so many good things in life. He bought me everything I want and of course he loves me with all his heart. My grandmother is different. She's a great cook. She cooks so many delicious food and she worry for me. About every little detail. Until I came back to Vietnam, we have so many meaningful conversation, and she she made me realize my responsibility in America is is greater than what I thought. I had to be the person who take care of everything in the family. Because she understands one thing. Nobody else will do better than I do. I kept thinking about that. And I realized, maybe she's right. Maybe I am the only person in the family has the ability to take care of every housework, of everything in my family. And nobody else can do it. Because I I, I don't want to put down anyone in my family, but I can see like they barely touch anything in the family. Every time like we must have like uh, go outside and make conversation, doing some business, I'm the only person in the house did it. Nobody else does. And maybe she's right. My grand, my grandmother is like she really got the a vision ahead. She looked at us and she know what we should do and what we should not do. What we should avoid and what we should put our head inside. That's my grandfather. to Vietnam, I'm sitting with my pa- grandparents, have lunch and dinner with them, talking to them. God, you know, that was enough for me and for my grandparents. And I've, um, and we have a conversation with my grandfather and he said this, it, it was, um, it was the day before I, I came back to America. And my grandfather come to my rooms and he had a conversation with me and until right now i i, I cannot forget and he told me this i he said he he doesn't know h- how much longer he can live in this world that mean like it make me realize he's really old right now. He's 82 years old. Can you believe it? 82 years old. And the time he has is like, not a lot. That is what I'm afraid most. I'm the most. I am the, the grandchild that he loves the most. Also the grandchild that lived with him longest. But I also the first grandchild left him soon. Earliest, I mean earliest. It's makes me feel so sad because the time I growing up, it was the time I was in m I'm in America. Not with him. I cannot take care of him like every day thank thankfully there's there was uh, there's my uncle who who's still um living near him, so he can come back and forth to uh, uh, you know to see how it's going so he he and he said if if I die, I want you to to make a uh, picture to put on the altar, you know, on the altar of him on the altar, so I can bring it to, 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 to America and on every the first day and the 15th day of the moon calendar burn an incense and pray Said, no matter what, I'm always be there with you. And at that moment, I, I only knew that I had to hug him. I had to hug him tight because it's make me very sad. He he never said that to me before, and suddenly he said all oh, that. It's make me even more worry. Spending time with me more than any other grandchild he had. I think I'm. I own him a lot. And I just. I know one thing that in this life, I can never ever pay him him back what he did to me. You know. This, um, when I came back I, and I found my family album, and um, I, I watched all the, the, all the photos of me and him. And he, he's always like, when I was a little child, he slipped me up and look at me and he smile. He smile like the smile of happiness, the smile of the pride that I appear in this life. And that, that, that's my, I, I will never forget. If there's is an afterlife, I still want to be his grandchild again. Maybe that would be the only way I can pay him back with what he do for me. So, I'm forever grateful for what you you did I love you grandpa I love you grandpa I love you grandpa thank you for everything and I just only want to wish that you can live longer 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 with me so the time I come back you guys can go travel with me again that's only thing I can hope and I pray God to give them the the help, the good health quality so they can live with me okay now come back to um, the to main topic it came to my dad later on the man that had died in me for such a long time his return, maybe he stopped gambling, but there's one thing, one thing, he never changed, it is his mouth, mm. he talk a lot, <laughs> and it makes me really feel uncomfortable, you know, every time I want to talk something, he jump into my mouth, he talks over me, and I say, what the hell. He talk about everything in this world. He show off everything he did. I mean, like, who give a damn about what he said? I don't care, because I cope with BS. And I'm sure they will never listen to him. Okay, let's go to the main part. A series of realizing that I hate him feel relief because finally he knew that I hate him. I congratulate him on that. He was supposed to know about that a long time ago, but I guess he, he thought like, I, I have forgiven him and love him no matter what. Oh boy, that was so embarrassed. I feel so embarrassed, you know. The moment he realized that it was the last day I was in Vietnam, he knew about that because of what I did to him during the time I was in Vietnam, and I'm sure everyone else could see it. I will consider it as a punishment and a karma for him. So um, now I would talk about the day that he went away and how he failed the whole family. So you could have. A clear picture of how he died inside me, and maybe in the story I'm going to tell, maybe many of you will not think, "Oh, it's not so serious," but with me, it's super super serious. I always believe, a child when he was born, he or she was born. they deserve to have the love from both mom and dad and until they're growing up like until they're 18 years old they start to leave the arm of the parents yeah, they can do whatever they want but my dad left when I was almost 9 years old so a few weeks before the night that those people came and banging on my gate. Uh, it was in the morning. My dad took me to my grandparents' house. Because, you know, it was summer, so I spent time at my grandparents' house. And I never realized that was the last day I met him. Because in the afternoon, when my father, my grandfather took me home, was not there anymore, He's boop disappeared. Throughout the time, my family tried to convince me that my dad had gone on a business trip in the U.S. and he had to go in a rush so he could not say goodbye to me or have a partying to farewell, something like that. And I could not believe I was so naive and I fell into that lie. I understood that my family had to do that because they wanted to keep the nice image inside my dad. I mean the image of my dad inside me. And I I must say they sad. I truly believe my dad was a great man. I usually said that to my friend, and <laughs> I was so proud of him, so proud. And soon, I sense something rotten, and I smell rat in here. I make an um, a hypothesis. If he went on a business trip, why well, did he never come back all those time? I mean like just one year to visit me or like a few years one and then you know, come back and stay with us for a few months and then you can go wherever you want. What kind of business trip like a person cannot come back to the family. Like he's not going to like, the war and fight in there you know <laughs> i feel just ridiculous so after he went away my me and my mom moved into my grandparents house he, my, my father did something really annoying that he kept giving me a hope that one day he came back and took me to the U.S. I was so foolish. Until my aunt, my aunt, who I also call mom because we, um, her family is like really close, and I love her, and so I could call, call her mom. She told me the truth about my dad, and I begin to track all the things that happened for all those years and I understood my dad was not like what I thought. He was an asshole. Inside me, a flame of hatred started to spark. He lied to me. He betrayed his wife. He fell his parents. He became a humiliation of the family. All of those combined, become an equation being a real bad person, an outcast of the whole family. After everything, one thing that everyone told me was to forgive him. They can forgive him, I understand, but I can't, and I, and I think I never forgive him for what he did. He ben- abandoned his own son to sink into the fun of gambling. That proved that he never loves or thinks of me even once. Because if he truly did, he would have never done that. Or if after he'd done that, he knows that how wrong it must be. And he'll come back to me and begin a new life. Maybe I can forgive him. But it was quite too late, you know. I grew up without him next to me. Yes, I must admit that during that time, I miss him so much. But when I look back, I never truly needed him in my life. I still live well because everyone in the family had replaced him inside me. And just like that, he died inside my heart. The image of him is no longer inside my mind. I don't need to know how he's going on in his life, how he's living, I just completely ignore him. You know, when I come back um, to Vietnam this time, it was also happened a few days uh, before I uh, returned to America, I had to witness a scene that I never thought it would happen right in front of my life and that made me despise him even more so basically that morning my grandfather told me something about cleaning the altar um, because we're going to have a, um, a ceremony after uh, in that, that weekend you know and he said to my dad really normal cleaning the altar um, I, I remember he said like something about uh, washing the, the flower vase flower vases yeah and some you know the teapot in the, the teacup but gosh might that make it even worse he made a big scene. He yelled my grandfather in the worst way that he can, and I could not imagine that. He did that in front of me, in front of his son. Tell you what, like I said, my grandfather is 82 years old right now, and there's one thing, he just recovered from COVID, and so his health is still in the bad condition. One thing led to another. And I didn't remember why my dad said this to my, I didn't remember what, what my dad said that to my grandfather, but I, there's only thing I remember, that he said, my grandfather, that in his eye, there's only two other two which is my two my other two uncles and my dad has died a long time ago and then he declared that he would never come back into this house after I go back to the US (laughs) oh my god I was so angry and I could not believe he said that to my grandfather why didn't he look into the mirror and ask who he is look my grandfathers were coming back after everything he did what else does my father want instead of yelling at my grandfather that he should be grateful or he should be shameful and go away he should never come back into this house you know because nobody maybe they can forgive him but inside them they said He died a long time ago. He's just a cop. He's just a ghost. Coming back and haunting us. (sighs) I think he doesn't have the morality or the self esteem. It makes me really disappointed about him. I'm really shameful. Because I have a dad like him. So anyway, I'm the bad tempered person, if one thing like really not make me um, comfortable, I can yell back at them at any time and they will make a big sin, I swear to god. I wanted to my father so much, but I remembered what my mom tell me, reminding me every single time, no matter what happened, don't lose your temper, because this would it disappoint your grandfather. Don't do it. So after everything is said and done, I, I, I hurt my grandfather tight because... I think only? was the only way I can console him and maybe it's console me Why does he have a son like him? And why is it so unfair for my grandfather after he forgave his own son? Me and him started to cry like a baby he said that's okay that's okay we oui. don't sad don't be sad don't cry yes i have really disappointed in your father your father is educated but he lives like an uneducated we all disappointed in him but you're different and we love you. I can see that. Now, on only a few days left before you go. Just forget it, okay? Forget what happened today. And be happy for me. And for your grandmother. Be happy, okay? Don't be sad. I don't want you to be sad for a few days left, okay? And then my, my grandma come to us and three of us hugging each other is it was like I, I don't know it's it was a precious moment. So we have lunch. Had three sons while other two uncle make him proud every day, but I make him worry and sad. So how can I forgive him for making my grandparents who also like my father the real father to me make them disappointed? Later on, he, um, my run, my, I mean, my father came to, to the, to my room and he talked to me. Uh, he began to say how much he felt guilty and regret about what he did to me and my mom. Then he told me about his life right now. And he's described his life so lonely, so suffering. And he cried, can you believe it? He cried, he actually cried in front of me. But I didn't cry. Because I couldn't. There's no tear for him. There's no tear for that kind of a father. Did that to my grandparents. To my mom. To everyone else. But, let me tell you the fun part, this is the climax, and that cannot make me stop being quiet, you break the dam. Okay, so it was a night, the last night I was in Vietnam. He came to my room. I was packing my clothes into the suitcase, and I was watching some comedy show. I was laughing during the time, so he told me to like to turn it off, and he wanted to, uh, to talk to me. Okay, let's talk. And I can never believe the conversation. Push me over the barrier of pension because this time he blamed me for everything. So he said this First, when I had planned to come back to Vietnam to visit the family, I didn't tell him, I did only told my grandparents and my uncle. And then they told them later, which means he was the last person knowing, knowing that I come back to Vietnam. He told me that I only returned because of my grandparents and my family, not to him. Okay, that was the first step. The second one, when he was sick, more specifically, he got COVID-19. I didn't call or text him. Or, or ask him how he was. At, at that time, I went in Saigon with my other two cousins, first time coming back to Vietnam and saw my friend. Too. The third one, he blamed me for pushing him away from him. okay, let's talk about that later, okay and uh, of that three of that oh no 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 uh, I still remember and when it came to his birthday I didn't go uh, to congratulate I'm uh, not congratulate to wish him a happy birthday and <laughs> can you believe it you know like there's there's a flame on your head I feel that Okay, and I look up and I tell him one thing. Now you want to talk, okay? Let's talk. So I throw. I was like folding a T-shirt and I throw it on one side and I said, "Okay, let's talk." First, you uh, you said I didn't tell uh, I didn't tell you that I come back to Vietnam. Okay, my intention is to visit my grandparents and my family. It is never about you. With you or without you. I don't care. Because I never want to see you or be near with you. And yet, you blame me for that. You see, I didn't need you to go to the airport to pick me up with my uncle or even tomorrow. You say goodbye to me. I don't need you. I don't need you to ask me what I want to eat during the time I was in Vietnam. I don't need you to take me from place to place during the time I was in Vietnam because that will be other people doing that instead of you. And I don't need to tell you what to do or not what to do. Okay? You didn't need to tell Tell me that Why? Tell me one thing, you got no right to do it. Now you said you are sick. You got the COVID-19 and I didn't even call you to ask how you were. Okay. Now you were talking. Dad this is what I say to him, Dad, where were you when I was sick in the past without you next to me? Hmm? I was sick to death, many many times. Where were you when my grandparents were in the hospital? Hmm? Where were you when my mom had a dicks herniate and the pain suffered her badly? Where were you all along? You have to answer that. You cannot answer it, right? I don't want to call you because I'm too busy with my friend and my cousin in in Saigon. We were having fun and I don't want anything that happened to you interrupting my beautiful time in Saigon. Or just simply, I don't care about you, okay? And I knew one thing, you could recover from COVID really fast. Because you are strong, I don't care. And you said, I didn't call him, call you. When it comes to your birthday, and you said you was waiting for my call. Fine. When you ask yourself, were you there on my every birthday? Hmm? would Were you there to celebrate with me? No, 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 no 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 there was no you and lastly you blame me for pushing you away excuse me i had to laugh daddy seriously the person who pushed me away from you is yourself i hope you should think more about this for a moment on why the distance between you and me is so long. Simple as this. The day you went away, I was only 8, almost 9 years old. I was still a child. I need the love of a, a dad. And on the way I grew up, at least I could have a love from both mom and dad. But unfortunately, you directly erased yourself from me. Don't even blame me for pushing you away. Where were you when I need you the most? You said you want to make things right and try to be a good dad. (laughs) Give me a break. I'm not a child anymore. I'm a grown up man. I'm independent right now. And I don't have the right to take care of you or think of you because I don't owe you anything. Yes, you brought me to this life. But you just throw me away. You don't even need to take care of me. All of those, I just keep thinking in my head. And I'm blaming you for for that. The the time that I need a dad next to me is over, everyone in the family have replaced your place then why i need you and why i need a dad so after the conversation he could not say anything he just quietly left the room because i know deeply inside him another thing I want to add that uh, even make me s- sadder. You know, my, f- my father, he can remember every single memory with people in my family, but you know, among those memories, none of those have me. Well, it's understandable though, because I was not there. Okay, I was not there in the me- in his memory, or in my memory, he was not there. I have a k- um, I have a cousin who's eight years older than me, and you know I-, I love him. Okay, I love him. I I have a huge respect for him. Um, my dad often tell me, tell in front of me, okay, that. He had so many memory with my cousin. He said, "As if my cousin with his son, not me. You know, he he told me how he uh, take him to sco- uh, take my cousin to school and pick him up. How he take care of him every day, so uh, his uh, my cousin's parent can go to work. Oh my God! Maybe my cousin was his son, not me. And I'm not." Yes, you know, before I was jealous, but I get it. I get it. Since I knew what kind of person my dad is, so there's nothing left for me to be sad. He left me to enjoy his gamble. He only came back when he needed money. He made my mom suffer and sad as a wife who doesn't want her husband to love her and unfortunately my mom couldn't have that luck he trusted the wrong guy who she thought would be her forever during their marriage she could count how many times he make her happy because it's less than 10 times but she couldn't count how many times he disappointed her. Like a sea of disappointment. Blaming me for how I treated him during the time I was in Vietnam. is the worst thing that he ever done to me. And that declared one thing. I will never forgive him. And many people say, forgiving is an act of make your souls easier and relieved. People around you um, always tell me that. But I realized that all this year, I never forgive my dad. Or even think of him. That make my life is still good. Because I put my dad out of my life a long time ago. He said he died inside me a long time ago. Inside me, dad. It's just a word that I call him every time I see him. A man who I met in was in. Who I met in Vietnam. Was a strange man. He was not my dad. I mentioned my dad in this. Uh, podcast episode. I want to show my last respect to that man What I did to him was just simply paying back what he did to me in the past He is my hes your dad after all Forgive him Welcome him back Take him to America Take care of him be a good son. That's all the thing that my family said to me. But how can I? How can I do it? You can forgive him, but it doesn't mean I have to forgive him. father like this, when I have family, and I have my kid, what I'm going to tell my kid about his, about their grandfather, of course, I would tell them the truth, about how bad their grandfather when, when is, but I would do one thing, I think it's the right thing to do. And it is also the thing that may be a salvation another salvation for him. I would let my children choose whether they want to accept him as a grandfather, their grandfather or not whether they want to meet him or not I will let, let them decide I will not raise inside them the hate that I have that is how I would do they all decide if they love him and they feel sorry for him if they don't want to, I will not force them to do their choices. So I think let the next generation decide what to do to him. And I will agree with what they do. Because my generation, me, Simply, I just cannot forgive him too much and it will never enough. So that's, um, that's all for today's episode. Throughout the episode, do you have the same situation, daddy issue like me? What are you going to do then? Make up with your dad? It is 12 in the 5 12 in the morning right now It's kind of late So thank you for staying up with me At this time and listening to my podcast I'm Ryan And see you in the next one